All right, welcome back to the Bold Call Fantasy Football Podcast brought to you by DFS Army. Today, we are looking at our favorite plays round by round to help you dominate your fantasy draft. Got the best coaches in the game, <laughs> we really ain't playing. We regroup up in the Slack chat where the coaches debrief. We be piecing these puzzles, occupy the chunk of the pie. Ain't no lie when we hit the block, helmets, casket, it's got. Oh, shit. It's my favorite episode of the year our favorite plays round by round we are helping you dominate your fantasy drafts it's fantasy draft season my name is kevin allen aka the geek from dfs army i got my boy season long says the encyclopedia footballica himself here with me and we're going to give you our favorite plays round by round what's up says i mean this is the question that we get all the time in the dfs army discord it's who do i pick in this round who do i pick in the eighth round so what we're going to do as you just said go round by round and tell you our favorite picks our targets our two or three targets in each round this is this is going to be one of the most helpful uh live streams and podcasts we do all draft season and especially if you haven't drafted yet now a couple of notes of this there's a difference between the beginning of a round and the end of a round so we'll differentiate between that a little bit where you're drafting and some alternative approaches that we've got. And also, and this is for some of the commenters from some of our previous videos says, and I don't agree on every single thing all the time. We are different people and different ideas. So, you know what, listen to what you want, take from it, what you can, you'll the information you're getting here. This is how I draft my leagues. I draft high dollar leagues like this. So hopefully we're going to help you dominate your league high dollar low dollar your goofy friends and family league that you can should be able to dominate if you listen to this and that's what we're here to do so says why don't you start us off my man let's take a look at the first round before we start though before we start though right beneath you let's talk about um uh thrive fantasy they are our sponsor for this podcast thrive fantasy thrive is an awesome site guys we are a fan and we'll talk a couple of props from thrive later on but thrive is a props DFS site where you decide you pick basically three, four, five games. You pick the over under on different props and you enter into the tournament style contest and the best score wins. So one of the great things we love about thrive is just, you get a massive edge by having a DFS army subscription coming in. You have projections for all of these things and we'll show you a little bit of that later, but go check out thrive fantasy, really awesome up and coming um, site for props. Use code DFS army and they will match you up to how much a hundred dollars. Uh, yeah, $100. And also, just watch until the end, because at the end, we're going to do a, a full Thrive demonstration for uh, for week one. So just watch until the end, and there we'll we talk go. about that after. All right, so we're going to go round by round, Geek. In the first round, when you're uh, – and again, we're assuming three receivers. Uh, they call it a flex 10 league. So you have 10 players, including a flex. A flex nine is when you have uh, – when you have – Yeah, two wide receivers. Yeah, this will be – our standard is flex 10. Three wide receiver, two running back. One tight end, one flex, one quarterback, and then if you're donkeys, you can include a kicker and a defense. I don't mind kicker and defense. Not that we play with them, but I don't mind giving out strategy because I have what I think is a sound strategy for kicker and defense, and we'll talk about that at the end. So if you do play in leagues with kicker and defense, and a lot of legacy leagues do, uh, Geek and I are going to give you a good sound strategy. And I'll, I'll lay out my strategy, which I've done before, and then you could kind of pepper it with your spices. So round one, Geek, you're on the clock. Everybody knows if you have a top two pick, you're taking Christian McCaffrey, you're taking Dalvin Cook. If you are sitting there with the third or fourth pick, how are you playing it this year? 
I'm actually going to push that number out of 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 you should just take these guys and not worry about it all the way out. So to which four. one? Everyone wants to know which one. Alvin Kamara with Jameis Winston now at the helm for the Saints. We are now the Taysom Hill scare is gone. No Michael Thomas. No one to catch passes. Alvin Kamara beasted in PPR leagues without Michael Thomas last season. So we're going to get right back on the Alvin Kamara bandwagon. Good to go. He is your locked in pick three. And I think that Derrick Henry is a very, very comfortable pick number four. And, and when you get beyond that, that's where you can make a decision. And I'm going to present a little bit of a strategy or what I'm going to do. Yeah, by the way, I just got a question while we were talking from someone that I know from Facebook. They just said, hey, I have pick eight. What should I do? Like, I mean, this question literally just came in. I love it. So I think this will work even as far as pick eight. So anywhere beyond pick number four, if you're picking, I would like you to try to get Devontae Adams with that pick. And the reason you could do it. It should, no he should be there. And even if it's Tyreek Hill, I'm okay with it as the WR2. And here's the reason why, guys. Having done quite a few high-dollar leagues already this year, what we've noticed and what Cez and I have observed in these leagues it, are that the wide receiver group is rising and running backs are falling. That's not to say that that will be the case on the ADP reading in your Yahoo League or your NFL or your Sleeper League. But the reason it's happening is because there's a massive drop-off in lockdown wide receiver talent this season in the draft. Um, right, It happens right at around round four or five. Like It happens so quickly that there is motivation. There are really good running backs that you can get a little bit later. So I like the idea if you miss out on the super studs at the top of round one, just go with super stud Devontae Adams or even Tyreek Hill. These guys are delivering consistent fantasy production it's been it's different than the traditional thought where running backs are are, are giving you that 25 points and wide receivers are all over the place Devontae adams is giving you 25 points a game if you do take a wide receiver like Devontae adams say pick seven pick six pick eight is is that going to make you more inclined to take a running back in round two or are you just again taking the best player available in round two i think it works the same round two they're still good running backs but the great wide receivers are going away and there are still good running backs in rounds three, four, and five. It's a longer season than usual with the extra game. There are going to be lots of injuries. Uh, Kevin's asking about uh, Kelsey. I'm cool with Kelsey as well. Kelsey is a, well, he's specifically saying Kelsey is a top five pick Um, at ADP or top, top five. I think it's rough because the difference between for me, uh, as much as Kelsey is a cheat code in terms of being that much better than every other tight end, there are a lot of good tight ends. So it's not like later in the draft, there aren't really good ones hanging around. You well, let get- me ask you this geek. You're uh, I heard on a podcast the other day. I heard um, uh, on the breakfast table podcast, they, they brought up something pretty interesting. They said that where you pit, like the tight end plan that you have is totally determined by the draft slot you have. So if you're picking pick five, like in the end of round one, it's either Kelsey or wait. If you're picking at the end, at the beginning of round one, it's Waller or wait because you're going to get Waller by ADP on the on the, on the end of the second round. Yes. If you're picking Kittle, then it's somewhere in the middle of the draft because it's round three in the middle of the draft. And obviously Pitts he goes on the four five on the three four turn or four five turn. So unless you're taking one of those guys, and you the next stop on the on the train is is the uh, T.J. Hawkinson and Mark Andrews. And then after that, you're just waiting. But I don't want to get too far. I want to stick to here. Yeah. I want to go round by round. So round one, what, you what like I want the to, idea. 
well, yeah, what I want to emphasize about round one is do not fear going wide receiver in round one or even double tapping wide receiver in rounds one or two. I normally, that is not a strategy. I'm not a zero RB guy. I've never been that. But I do like RBs in the later rounds to the point where I think you could pull it off this year. And again, the longer season, higher likelihood of injury. I think you'll be able to pick up quality running back talent just off waivers over the course of the season. Quadre Olison comes in for Mike Davis. Some guys who haven't been taken, but what you can't pick up are high-level elite wide receivers you don't have to worry about. So I actually am fl- a little flip, doing a little flip this season, and I'm allowing wide receivers. At le- I'd like to come out of the first three rounds with two wide receivers, guys. Yeah, I, that's a departure from you know traditional leagues where you've always went running back, running back. And Absolutely. the wide receivers are getting pushed up in some of the high-stakes leagues this year. I mean, you're seeing players like Robert Woods and Tyler Lockett go in round three. Deontay Johnson's moved up to round four. Of course, when you're in your home league, that's not going to happen. The running backs and even the quarterbacks tend to get pushed up a little bit, even in one-quarterback leagues. So I still think that your plan is sound. Lock and load Devontae Adams in the middle of round one. Anytime after pick three, it sounds like you're okay with it. After pick four, I'm still going for Derrick Henry. He's he's too good. Okay, so you like Derrick. And by the way, I have that choice in a few leagues, Derrick Henry or Zeke. Are you firmly in a PPR league with Derrick Henry over Zeke? Yeah, I believe Zeke still carries a little bit of risk of he still sucks. Like, I've heard lots of good things about his offseason. He's serious. He got rid of the belly shirts. He got rid of the belly fat. All of those things sound great. So, like, all of the reports sound wonderful on Zeke. But what if it's all bullshit? And what if it's still that guy from last year that was a step slow, that never broke a run for more than seven or eight yards, that was just exclusively volume-based? So I have concerns about enough that I'm going to take Derrick Henry. I know Derrick Henry is. I know Derrick Henry who he is. He's yeah. going to come out, and he's going to have games where he smashes, and he's going to have some rough games where he doesn't catch passes, doesn't score a touchdown, and gets you eight points. But on the games where he's smashing, he is winning you your week those weeks he's putting he fall derrick henry falls directly into the uh Sislowski, my own philosophy is you can't win your fantasy football draft in the first round but you certainly could lose it and derrick henry is not going to lose you your fantasy football draft we have no. a our, a question in the chat it says and i think this will be helpful to anybody listening even on the audio podcast should picks be influenced by chances of going to the playoffs so that you have a competitive team at the end of the season you just take the best players. You need to get off to a good start. Let me Being, if once you're one in five in your fantasy league, you're gonna start not picking up all the guys on waivers. You really need to get off to that three and two, no, four I and think one. What start. he's saying is the team itself going to the playoffs. And but so here's here I, I do have a follow up. And if that's what you mean, yeah, you don't even worry because you don't know who's gonna go in the playoffs. We don't know like, who's going to play. Here's here's the two things that I, I I do like when you look at. I like scouting to see who players, what defenses are playing. Like, who are you facing in those last weeks? So if I'm taking a running back and I scout ahead and it, and all of a sudden they have like a murderer's row of the Rams, you know, uh, the Steelers and, you know, like Highland and Tampa in, in the championship weeks, maybe you want to kind of like take the, maybe that's not the guy we want to be drafting. Like if there, so there is benefit to looking at the championship weeks of your fantasy draft championships, which this year is what? I don't even know. 15, 16, 14, 15, 16, week 17 involved, right? You know, there's an extra week this year. No, uh, or week 15, 16, and 17, week 18, you know, is, is off. I'm not even sure how that works, but I don't want 
I, I look at the fantasy playoffs for my, for my team. And I do take into consideration if there's a murderer's row of defenses face specifically for the running back position. Um, as far as like, it says, you know how I feel about, you know, losing teams. I don't like running backs from horrible teams most of the time. Yeah, most you know, of the time. But if, the, if those running backs are pass-catching running backs, like DeAndre Swift, who's on a bad team, yeah. if DeAndre Swift is healthy, he's going to catch 75 passes. And he's really good when he catches those passes. And I want them to be losing so they continue to pass the ball. So uh, I understand your philosophy. You don't want to take that non-dynamic pass, uh, non-dynamic just plotter. If Gus Edwards was on a bad team, then I wouldn't want him, even though he's the starting running back. So that point right. is well taken. Yeah. Hey, Geek. So round two, round who's your two. favorite? Who's your favorite target in round two? All right. So my favorite player overall in round two is probably Antonio Gibson. I love that you're you can get him in round two. Um. So again, I talked about wide receiver, wide receiver, and I still agree with that. But I do love Antonio Gibson when he falls to round two. So if you so if you got him, Adams at pick seven and you're coming around, are you taking him? Yeah, if it, if he comes back to me and he's sitting there for me, and let's say Stefan Diggs is off the board. No, let's say Stefan Diggs is on the board. If Diggs is on the board, I'm taking Adams Diggs, and I'm going into the season okay. knowing I've got 30 fantasy points, uh, 60 fantasy points almost locked down every single week by these two stud wide receivers. Realistically, you can actually count on Devontae Adams and Stefan Diggs to deliver 20-plus points each per week. So I know I've got 40 points on lockdown. I got my quarterback, another 20, 20 to 25. I'm like, shit, I'm starting off my week with 65, and then I'm filling out from there. I'm happy with it. So it'd be digs for me, then Gibson right after that. And also, um, you, you made an important point that when you have those elite receivers, you're never thinking about benching Stefan Diggs, ever. It's when you get into those middle rounds and you're like, all right, do I start Devontae Smith or Jarvis Landry? Jarvis Landry's got a pretty good matchup, but Devontae Smith just came off a bad. Those are the worst parts of fantasy football. You want to just be able to set it and forget it with your receivers. And if you have to do that with one receiver, the the guessing, that's fine. But when you have to do it with two and three of them, it becomes a nightmare. So there is a lot of merit to what you're saying. Can I Let's tell you one on. guy I never take in round two? I have no yeah. exposure to him. Mixon. I don't have mixed in exposure at all. No, I, I don't have Is that. Who you were going to say? No, I was going to say, and you're going to be surprised by it. That's why I want to throw it at you. I, I have no exposure to AJ Brown. Oh, that's funny you say that. Cause he's like my main target in round two. That's um, they're going to hate us. They're like, I don't, I don't know what to fucking listen to. These guys disagree. Uh, he's, he's at the end of no, round no, two. I think it's good when we disagree. I think that people want to hear both sides of the argument. And I, this is the thing about fantasy football nowadays nobody's stupid out there. Everybody is a smart, sharp player, unless you're just literally walking in, just picking this stuff up for the first time. But the people that follow this podcast, they listen all year round. They're pretty sharp. They're pretty smart. And they, they like hearing both sides of the argument and making that decision for themselves. So don't be Don't, don't worry. If we don't then. agree. I'll make the argument then. So, so that we present the argument. Cause I, I, I think I've heard you make it. I think it's a good one. Um, my argument is this AJ Brown, does not get more than six receptions in a game on average. That has just not been him. What he does is he takes the, the low volume and makes a lot out of it. But in this round, I've got – there are just guys – like Keenan Allen is just better than him for me in a PPR league. He's going to get 10 targets a game. He's going to get 80 yards maybe and, and have these monster games. I, I think the floor is just so much better with the Keenan Allen. I like Justin Jefferson better. I like DK Metcalf better. So the minute I, I like – a guy who's after 
AJ Brown better than AJ Brown. But but Keenan Allen is still there when you're taking AJ Brown. He's available still. So I never wind up with him because I prefer these guys who get a lot of targets. And AJ Brown just doesn't. Plus Julio's there now, so he could eat a little bit from Brown's very low volume already. So I, I just don't like the volume of passing on the Titans. And therefore, as much as I like AJ Brown as a player, I think he's a stud. You know, there are going to be games that just Derrick Henry takes over, and he just doesn't get enough volume for me to justify taking him above Jefferson or Keenan Allen or DK Metcalf or even. Yeah, but those guys go ahead of him. Like, you don't have. Not Keenan Allen. Not Keenan Allen, correct. And Keenan Allen in a PPR. It's a a reasonable debate. I like A.J. Brown because this is is how I look at it. Keenan Allen is most likely going to finish as wide receiver nine on the year, wide receiver seven, wide receiver 13, something like that. He is going to lock that in. And that is a very safe, well-played pick right there. AJ Brown, if things break right, could finish as the wide receiver one. That is, so there is like a ceiling. Like you could, there is a case where AJ Brown gets like 18 touchdowns. I mean, it's just, it's there. He's such a monster. I, I almost think Henry would need to get hurt for that to happen. No, because who else? Julio, Julio Jones has never been a touchdown scorer. No. I think Julio Jones being in Tennessee is likely to make it so A.J. Brown doesn't get triple covered. They don't really have a tight end that hogs touchdowns. It's Henry, and but Henry can't get them all. So I think that it's very possible. This is, you know, third year is where you see it in the first year. You want to see it from rookie uh, wide receivers. And that second year is where they take that big leap. Despite having terrible injuries last year, A.J. Brown played through it. His efficiency wasn't uh, ding too much. This is the breakout year. If A.J. Brown way, does indeed get those 130 targets, 135, 140 targets, it's game over. Oh, so I agree with you that Keenan Allen is probably a safer pick, but he doesn't have wide receiver one in his range of outcomes. A.J. Brown absolutely does. It might be that I'm biased because he was injured all of last season with the various things and he just didn't carry teams. So we'll find out this year, right? But, you know, for me, it's just not a guy that I've drafted. When I when I like the guy after him a little bit more or I tend to just, when I see A.J. Brown's kind of hanging out at ADP, I might just go with Waller or and I might fall. just... I might yeah, just- and A.J. Brown does fall into the third round in a lot of these drafts. Yeah. So in the third round, you're excited to take him, obviously. Yeah, if it depends where it is. Like I said. All right, so I, let's I, move I into the third game. round. Who are oh. some of your favorite? I, you, can I answer this for you? I already know who your you favorite third round like target third is. Round. So I've re- assuming I've gotten you know at least one. I, I'm coming out of the first two rounds with a wide receiver and a running back, or maybe two wide receivers, or maybe two running backs, but more likely one and one. So we're, we're going into the third. Who, who am I taking? You're Terry McLaurin or, or bust right here. I mean, there is no way that you're coming out. If you have the first pick in the third round or the second pick in the third round, you are just snap and call on Terry McLaurin. You've, you've loved the guy since he was a rookie. Um, thanks to me, I think, because I gave him away to you for Sony Michelle in our dynasty league. How stupid was that? I got, but- to, I got to live with Terry. Terry, You thought you were robbing me. The best guys is that you thought you were robbing me. Like he was working me. McLaurin comes out of one big game and he's like, Hey, you want to buy this guy? He looks really good. I'm like, okay, take it. I like Terry McLaurin too. You know who, you know who put me on to Terry McLaurin because nobody was on him. He was like wide receiver 10 on a lot of boards. Uh, Rich Dotson over at the dynasty nerds. He was pretty high on Terry McLaurin. He was touting him. He's a big Ohio state fan. And they had him as like their wide receiver three that year. And that's why I snapped him up in our draft a little ahead of ADP. But I did not think that this was, you know, I mean, now with Terry McLaurin's a very trendy pick. And for good reason, he is the target in the third round. Would you say no matter what? Because in your home league, 
people are going to take Keenan Allen. People are going to take Patrick Mahomes here too. Uh, well, I'm taking Keenan Allen ahead of Terry McLaurin. Let's get let's not go crazy, but but I got him in the second round, so I can take Terry McLaurin. Let me tell you what I love about Terry McLaurin, and I have a reason for it. Terry McLaurin did well with nothing, and I'm not talking about a bad quarterback. No quarterback. He had no quarterback. There was a guy there couldn't deliver the football. Somehow he's putting up numbers. He's had multiple seasons where he's been actually putting up really good numbers with no discernible could you can't name him you don't even know who, who was the quarterback i don't fucking know i don't remember like that's how nothing the quarterback play Dwayne haskins was quarterback for this guy for a while yeah so, he has that he has that allen robinson career problem right it's yes he's been with some of the work so now here's the other thing that i like to take advantage of the field is way too low on the talent of ryan fitzpatrick <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick may not be the winningest quarterback of all times, but he is like a Jameis Winston-esque fantasy producer. He's a lid lifter, man. He he, the rising tide lifts all boats. He is a fantasy uh, kingmaker. Like and but the field, I've spoken to casuals and they're like, "Oh, Ryan Fitzpatrick sucks." What are you talking about? Like that's the ultimate. Like your first thought in your head is, "Oh, he's Ryan Fitzpatrick. He sucks." Okay, what the fuck does that have to do with? Can he deliver the football? to a wide receiver like a, and, and produce great fantasy outcomes. By the way, I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick likes I think he's all right. But overall, it's a level up for Terry McLaurin. I believe he oh, but you is. know who the new You know who the new uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is? There's a new Ryan Fitzpatrick, like a guy who's going to bounce about to. I, I'm predicting he's going to have eight teams and he's going to be good for fantasy, but he's never going to be good enough to be on a, a winning quarterback. And that's Gardner Minshew. He's the new Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's on that career arc. He's he's, two, he's the backup guy. That, that he's the perennial around. backup. He'll be a, it's a couple more years. He'll be starters for scrub teams. He'll be that bridge quarterback when the team drafts a rookie. He is on the same career path. I'm convinced of it. I'm going to give you another name that I like in the third round. And it's funny. I'm trying to look for this name. And in the um, in in ADP, and actually he's not a third rounder, so I'm you know what, uh, it's Who ridiculous. It? But um, James Robinson belongs. Yeah, no, Robinson is in the third round. If you if okay. you sort the ADP correctly, yeah, James something's off about my ADP right here because I'm like, wait a second, yeah, I'll give you his not... exact ADP. I'll give you exact. So right now in the NFFC, the high stakes leagues, he's going around 34th overall. So that's right near the end okay, of there the... he is. Okay. All right, good. I, I just re. I, I forgot to hit. I, I forgot to hit. Uh, you know, search. I mean, that's the okay. right spot for him, right? I mean, he's going one spot ahead of DeAndre Swift and Chris Carson. Correct, and that's where he belongs. He belongs. He's he's in by ADP. He's right in line with David Montgomery. I love both of those guys, David Montgomery. And, and let me be clear on this. This is really really important. David Montgomery and James Robinson are part of the reason why I'm cool with waiting on running back this year. Because unlike the stink cheese from last season, the girlies and the Connors and just the, the, the Leonard Fournettes that you never liked, you just felt gross pulling the trigger. But like it was, they were the guys who were going in round three. This year, these are young studs. David Montgomery, oh, you sucked one year. Who cares? He was a stud at the end of last year. Oh, uh, Tariq Cohen's coming back. The dude is still on the pup list. Don't worry about Tariq Cohen. And how about James Robinson? No competition whatsoever for touches. Never went below 10 PPR points in a game last season with Godner Minshew, Mike Glennon, and a team of nayer duels at the helm on a losing Jaguars team. So with um with John with, with Trevor Lawrence in play, with some potential winning going on, I don't know. They might be good, they might not. Listen, there's some red flags around Urban Meyer. 
couple red flags floating around. Tim Tebow being brought in, a little sketch. But overall, uh, what's the feeling in Jacksonville, says, man? You're a Jacksonville knight. You're a yeah, Jacksonville I mean, villain. The, the, Actually, the I think a Jacksonville person should be called a Jackson villain because nothing good comes out of Jacksonville. I disagree with that. Jacksonville no. is a, a, a very nice city. A Jackson villain. Yeah. But the, the feeling are... Jacksonian. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Go, yeah. go, go. Tell the me feeling... what you're about these guys. Definitely yeah. villains in Jacksonville. <laughs> the feeling around Jacksonville is they like Urban Meyer. I know that in the fantasy world, we think of him as a little bit like we're suspicious that he might be like an undercover donkey. He's made only suboptimal plays, including drafting a running back in the first round. We, we know all this, but the very sketchy. The look, do we have to detail it? it no, nah, I mean, if, it's the it's the bad. Why are you taking a running back in the first round? What the fuck is that? It's uh, a quarterback competition with Minshew so that. For some reason, Trevor Lawrence couldn't get all the touches just to trade Minshew away for like peanuts. I mean, there are red flags around this guy that are crazy. Why would you trade Gardner Minshew for a sixth rounder? Like, how about just keep him? Yeah, that I didn't understand at all. Why give him away? Like, you know, if you were going to get a, a third round pick for him or a fourth round pick, at least you made some money on it. You know, I mean, you paid a sixth round pick or a seventh round pick for him. But just to give him away for, for nothing, it made no sense, especially since he's good. Uh, we'll I, see. I, I mean, say another thing, I believe you just came up with the new NFT, um, undercover donkeys that you just fucking draw a picture of an undercover donkey three months from now. We're selling that million dollars. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Undercover and, donkey club guys, whoever NFT people. Talk so we've, go, we've gone through a few rounds already. We've given you the best picks. Uh, let's take a quick break here for one second and just remind everybody again, you see it right here if you're watching on the live stream or if you're listening on the audio podcast, go check out Thrive Fantasy. If you like prop betting as much as we do, we use all the prop uh, projections on DFS Army. Go to Thrive Fantasy. Use code DFS Army. They'll match. This is where the geek and I play our props. If you Prop betting is, is literally the fastest rising sports betting uh, style right now as you know over at sharp app you guys see it all the time so definitely go over to thrive fantasy we're going to stay to the end we're going to do another couple rounds here and then we're going to bring up thrive fantasy's prop game and we're going to take you just like we're doing the best picks now we're going to take you through some of the best picks so you can make some money of, over there a couple of week one picks we really like over on thrive yeah. but let's continue here and move on round, to round four three. round four round four yeah so who's now, your favorite Who's your favorite pick in round four? I mean, obviously, I know this is where it doesn't really matter if you're picking at the beginning, the end. Uh, who do you like here? Who are some of your targets after you've logged a couple receivers and a running back? Okay, so, I mean, again, that James Robinson or David Montgomery might fall here. I'm, I'm all over that. No, no, you've already taken them in round three. But but uh, assuming they're gone, the guy I like in round four, and it's a little weird because I'm not seeing him on this ADP, but... The guy I like in round four is uh, Darrell Henderson. Yeah, well, he's falling. That's why you're not. So in round four, he was going in round four after he was going the four or five turn. He's actually falling to round seven. I mean, it's crazy. Stakes. So let's say, all right, so let's wait on, on Darrell Henderson because I am seeing that he's fallen quite a bit. And the it's the wide receivers that are getting pushed in here. You know who I like in this area? I'm going to tell you who I avoid first. I think avoids are, are just as important as likes. I like I, I like. Cooper Cup. I like Amari Cooper. Those are the guys I'm going for yeah. in round four. But I'm avoiding Godwin and Mike Evans like the plague. I'm avoiding uh, DeAndre Swift, who's already hurt. Not into that. I so, like both Tampa Bay receivers, just not at this cost. 
I, I they, can't get them because I the cost where they go, I don't like them. It doesn't right. If they were matter, going in the sixth it. round, yes, I'm in. But obviously that's not going to happen. And no. in your home leagues, when you're drafting in your home leagues, both Tampa receivers are name brand. They are going to go. Let just understand you are not going to have them on your team. If you're a follower of this live stream of this podcast, do not draft Mike Evans or Chris Godden. Here's the reason. The reason is that the Brady is known to be a distributor. There's no he, there's no week that you could project that which wide receiver is going to get theirs. And now you add Antonio Brown into the mix. He has an equal chance of any of these guys Why? to produce. Wait. Why is, is Antonio Brown all of a sudden worse than 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 um, Evans or or Godwin? Because I'm pretty sure Antonio Brown is the fucking goat at wide receiver as long as he's not having like mental breakdowns and shit. And he's awesome. So I'm just. If I want one of those wide receivers, I think Antonio Brown has just as much volume and upside as any of them. Why would I draft these guys early? Doesn't and Gronk, hard. Gronk had a pretty good year last year, and including a great Super Bowl. So Gronk's going to be a target. They're saying OJ Howard has had a good camp. It, the Tampa Bay, it's just going to be a nightmare if you drafted these guys as your wide receiver one, uh, certainly. So I would just hold off. I mean, if you do end up with one of them, they're not a complete avoid, but I'd still rather have Tyler Lockett. I even think I like DJ more better than them, and I'm starting to warm up to some of the other Panther receivers. For me, my favorite pick in round four, it's the most boring pick you're ever going to make. Everyone hates Adam Thielen this year, but he was a touchdown machine last year. Now, hear me out, Geek. Uh, By the way, if you want to pop this on screen, we could show the ADP data so that people could follow along. And and actually, it'd be really cool if you guys in the comment section say who you like in these rounds. So why don't you pop it up on screen, um, share the screencast because I, I do have it up here. Um, where where um, where you have the ADP up? I yeah. If you just show okay. my screencast, you, it'll it'll show in there. Yeah, there we go. Okay. So if you, do you know how to make, do you know how to do it so you can um, show them uh, the grid? Oh boy. Here, like, so you hit, is there a grid view? I don't think this has a grid view here. Yeah, no, I have it right here. So I have the grid view up. So I'll share my screen instead. Okay, there you go. Yeah, because it's. I think it's more fun to follow along if they're seeing who the players are that we're choosing from a little bit rather than um, just us uh, assuming that that uh, the guys watching will know that. So I don't know. Grid view, eh? I like a grid. Oh. You like that? Yeah. All right. I like that. Yeah, this, okay, way can, so, this is this is grid. This is ADP pulled over the last two days for NFFC, and this is three receivers and a flex. Everything we're talking about. So there you go, folks. It's right up on the screen. All right, there we go. We were talking about Adam Thielen, and Adam Thielen last year was a touchdown monster. He scored fourteen. Everyone's favorite thing is to say. Adam Thielen, he's going to regress, but it's regressed to what? He's not going to regress to three. He's probably going to regress to nine or ten. There is no other player on that team other than Justin Jefferson, and Justin Jefferson's not going to get 190 targets. If he is, then you're right. Adam Thielen's not going to be good, but they do pass the football a good amount. They run it through Dalvin Cook, obviously. That's the beginning of their of their offense, but there's no other receiver on there. They just lost Irv Smith for at least the first month of the season. I think we're going to hear in a couple of days that Irv Smith is out for the year. That's what I think this is. Go they just traded for Chris Herndon. No threat. Their third receiver uh -huh. is Chase Beebe or something like that. They have two people to throw to. By the way, let me tell you something. Says, let me let me break. So do you numbers. like this pick in the fourth yeah. round? I love the pick. I love it. Here's one of the things that I would break down all of last season in my DFS, in my DFS content. Uh, one of the things I would talk about is how the Vikings have one of the, if not the most concentrated offense in the NFL. 
they literally only really throw to the two guys. It's Jefferson and it's Thielen. And that's it. They don't, they, you know, the, the tight end this year was looking at a breakout. He's gone now. Chris Herndon, not a threat at all. He's been garbage. So they're going to have and maintain. If, if Kirk Cousins throws 25 passes, there's a good chance that 20 of them are going to either Thielen or Jefferson with five distributed to randoms and whatever. So and Dalvin Cook will get three or four targets a Cook, game. Yeah, and they don't even throw to Cook that but much. But 25 is very four. low. I, I would say that you're going to schedule him in for 33, 34. They're going to want to pass the football a little bit more. They're a pretty sharp team, and that's what I'm saying. It's like Adam Thielen is at that age where you're, you're a little bit worried. It's not you, you never get too worried about like an Antonio Brown, like an all-time great. They seem to age well. Guys like Adam Thielen, they do just fall off the cliff, but it seems like he didn't show it last year that he was he was done. And he's he's just one of those receivers where Kirk Cousins just trusts him. So in the fourth round, if you have gone, if you decided to go running back early, because that's I do like to go running back early. I like taking Zeke Elliott. I like taking Najee Harris in the first two rounds. And then I feel like I'm a little stuck in the third and fourth round. So that's where I think that if you do get in that situation, or even if you took geek strap plan and you went wide receiver, wide receiver, and then came back with David Montgomery, the fourth round is a great place. Nobody else wants Adam Thielen. We both agree on that. Let's move over to the fifth round, Geek, so we can keep this thing moving because it sounds like we're only going to get through six rounds, and then we'll have to come back later in the week and finish our draft plan. So Try to hammer take, this out. Uh, take a look in the fifth round. Now, remember, Gus Edwards is in the fifth round. I can't do it only because I am so spoiled from getting him in the 11th round. He's on 90% of my teams this year. Uh, I, I couldn't understand why people weren't drafting Gus Edwards. You know, I, I did get ball, one, of, one of the easy early best ball yeah, I mean, um, it's when you waited on running. There was back. no difference between AJ Dillon, Tony Pollard. He was one injury away from being a top twenty-five, a top fifteen running back, and that's what he is. So, who's your favorite pick in the fifth round? I, I think I know who it is. No, I mean, I don't mind Gus Edwards at all. Okay, I'm good. down with Gus Edwards. I'm, I'm cool with it. Um, but Jerry Judy is a guy that I'm there really into this season. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, a real quarterback in play. I, I am not a fan of Drew Locke. I'm sorry. Me and Sez have been fighting over Drew Locke a little bit for years in that you said he might be okay. And I've told you from the beginning, this kid doesn't have it. So I was never a fan of Drew Locke. I was a major fan of jo Jerry Judy. I think there's a little risk here because we've never seen him really produce at a high level. But I'm believing my eyes with Jerry Judy. I like what the kid does I love his route running and I like how it lines up with Teddy Bridgewater's skill set. Teddy Bridgewater, not necessarily the guy tossing bombs out there. He wants to throw to the crossing guy across the middle. He's got a little bit of a noodle arm going on, but he has some accuracy um, uh, qualities where Jerry Judy should be the guy that benefits from Teddy KGB getting the knot. Yeah, I mean, we said that all along that if you if you are Jerry Judy drafter, you want Teddy Bridgewater to win that job. If you are a Cortland Sutton drafter, you probably want the big arm Drew Locke. It's all lining up. Jerry Judy in the high stakes leagues is starting to go on that four or five turn. It's a little rich, but I agree that Jerry Judy is going to be our favorite fifth round pick. And I think in a home leagues, you might be able to get Judy as late as the seventh round. I don't know. Yeah, I, this I'm, is the, the funny thing. These, these ADPs are really, really sharp because this is the NFFC high. Uh, and guys, when you're not, if you're not, I want everybody to take this with a grain of salt when you're watching this. Whatever platform you're drafting on, Sleeper, Yahoo, 
even if you're some sort of donkey that still uses CBS, which my God, what's wrong with you? Um, but if you're doing that, pay attention to the ADP of the platform because your league mates are looking at that and using it for their decision. So if you see, if you're, if you're in the fifth round, you're like, Hey, Kevin and says said, Jerry Judy's a great pick here, but he's showing ADP like round eight. Don't take him in the, in the fifth round. Just know that you probably can wait another round, maybe two rounds. Don't wait too long, but wait a little bit and see if you can grab him at a better value. So I'm never against trying to get this. I'll say the same reasoning why Darrell Henderson hasn't been my pick in every one of these fucking rounds, because Okay, in this format, given the set of restrictions that we have, Darrell Henderson's there in the sixth round, but I don't think I could wait. Like, if it's me, I'm, I'm taking Darrell Henderson in the fifth round because I, I'm, like, not believing that people are so stupid as to let this guy drop all the way to this spot. So I'm taking him sooner, but, like, given the constraints of what the ADP is on screen here, that's where, sure, of that group you take Jerry Judy there, but I think most of you will be able to get him a round or two later. Why don't we take a short just pause from here? Why don't we just go right in there and we'll go into give our, our favorite. We'll do one or two picks from Thrive Fantasy. So they, people could see if you're playing a prop game, how that works. So let's just take a quick break here, explain it, and let's try to keep this, this quick break here and get people to go over to Thrive using code DFS Army. We'll take two minutes here for this. Yeah, I mean, the way the game works, really simple. You're just going to see these props and make a decision over under. So um, right up right up on screen, you can see Russell Wilson, 266 passing yards. Do we think over or under? Or do we really not love it at, at, uh, at the Colts? I actually like the over for um, Russell Wilson week one. And you can see, if you are correct, you get 95 points in this particular tournament. Um, we're going to pick a few of these types of props. So Juju Smith-Schuster, I'd be going under 65 yards total, taking the 100 points. I think I would go under if it was 45 yards for him, uh, too. I know. I know. It's a real, you know, sometimes these are really off. And if you compare these with the DFS Army um, projections, which are broken down all the way to these level of props, you'll really like, I mean, come on. I love Dalvin Cook to get a touchdown uh, at Cincinnati. It's almost impossible for him not to. You know what I mean? So. Uh, already you've seen uh, like the under on Derrick Henry rushing yards would be where I'd probably go, or I might not mess with that prop. Uh, I'm not in love with it, but I mean, Odell Beckham, eight and a half receptions. When has that ever happened? So um, I'm going yeah, under. Th these, these are some soft props. So yeah, as you yeah. see, just go over to Thrive Fantasy. You could check out these games. Uh, Geek and I play them every single week. Use code DFS Army. If you put in 25 bucks, they'll match it. If you put in 50 or 100, they'll match it. It's a, it's a lot of fun. And if you if you already are, are if you're a first time depositor, you can also get the free month of DFS Army and use our projections. So that's how that works, guys. Check it out. Really right. nice little system here. All right, we're going back now. So, Very uh, it, yeah, six round. All right, man. We're in the sixth round now. Obviously, I've already mentioned Darrell Henderson a few times, so I'm not going to. You say can't do that. He's already off the board. He's off the board. So what I want to, the first thing I'm going to do in looking at the sixth round, is warn you off of Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. Like, there's no way I'm taking those guys here. Dak Prescott, I'm thinking about it. But my favorite guy in this round says, and man, I I, I don't know if you're going to flame me. I don't know where we're going with this one. My favorite guy is Chase Claypool in the sixth round. Sure. And I know I'm focused on wide receivers, but I love Claypool. I think he's going to beast this season. Um, he's a touchdown machine. The Steelers love to throw the football. Risk, yes. The risk is Ben Roethlisberger, injury prone, concerns. Yes, I have them. But I can't really predict Roethlisberger going down with an injury. Therefore, Chase Claypool is my guy in this round. How about you? 
I couldn't agree more. I mean, that's the guy who can, he's the Will Fuller of this year, right? I mean, he's does he's not gonna get he's not gonna be the primary target like Will Fuller was when he was with Deshaun Watson. The primary target is most likely Deontay Johnson. But as we saw, we saw as you just want to see a spark from a rookie. And we saw a mega spark. We saw a player that can just tilt your fantasy week, and that's Chase Claypool. So if he does take that second-year step, and Ben Roethlisberger does have something left, Chase Claypool is one of those players that we could be talking about as a second round grouped in with the Allen Robinson, CD lambs next year, the Terry McLaurin. So I think that that's a really sharp pick. The interesting pick, the one that I know I'm not going to be taking is Damian Harris, ever since the news broke that Mac Jones is now the starting quarterback of the new England Patriots. Damian Harris has crept to the five, six turn, the four, five turn. I'm sorry about that. The four, five turn. Are you taking him? Are you okay with knowing that you're only going to get 15 receptions, but you probably could get eight to 10 touchdowns? It's not for me, says it's not for me, but um, I, I do like where you're going with it. Number one, there was an argument in, in my channel in, in our discord today about not an argument, but maybe a little bit of disagreement um, where some people like Keg, for example, is a little higher on Damian Harris than I am. I'm like, I don't want no Harris. I, that's I don't a, want that's him. a, that's a Keg type of pick, right? It's a yeah. very like, yeah, I it just, it's just, you know, he said, well, you know what? We don't know that Ramondre Stevenson is going to get any, any run from the Patriots. No, I'm we, saying I like it. That's him. He's thinking about it very logically. Like yeah, he, Belichick has a, a rookie running back behind a starter, the entrenched starter, the entrenched starter has got no competition. They're going to be a running team. Like I said, it's a, that's how Keg thinks. He thinks he, very logically. He, he doesn't worry about sexiness. He just goes very logical. And I think that's a pretty sharp way to think. I'll, I'll throw this at you again. Darrell Henderson, who's the best pick in this round. We take him off the board because we took him around before. You've picked I, him in every round so far. I, I know. I keep taking him because he's, he, I can't believe he's, you don't he's stick to the here. topic here. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, yeah, I just, I need to emphasize that this guy, I'm getting him in every league, but um, we're in the fifth round. We, we're in the sixth round. We need a running back. You have this group, Sands Henderson to choose from. Who are you taking? Well, in the sixth round, if I've gone heavy wide receiver, that's it's hard to stay away from Damian Harris. But I just don't want any piece of Chase Edmonds. I have no like I am arbitraging him with James Conner. I told you in the in round eleven, I think James Conner is the lead back. Uh, Chase Edmonds certainly has weekly upside with the pass catching, so he is off my list in this range. This is the range usually I'm looking at the quarterback uh, in your home leagues. Lamar Jackson's probably going to fall here if he if he went if if I didn't get a quarterback, I don't think it's a bad idea. Robbie Anderson's my guy here. I really like him. I think that it feels a little early to reach up for him here, but he just signed a brand new contract. He the one really good year that Sam Darnold had it was with Robbie Anderson. I know you don't like Sam Darnold. You have every reason not to like Sam Darnold, but. Uh, Robbie Anderson did have a bit of a breakout, a, a second breakout last year, and he did score double-digit touchdowns. I like Robbie Anderson a lot in the sixth round. It's not a sexy pick, but again, it is not this. This this is the round where everything's kind of like the same. You're either going to be reaching, or you're going to get a quarterback, or you're going to fall into your tight end right here. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate going for the tight end if you can get it. I think if I have to choose between these running backs, though, I am taking Edmonds. I think there's some um, PPR upside with him. And um, I just think Connor might be washed. So um, I think they'll bring in Connor for the low value touches. But I think as long as Edmonds is the 60% guy, then I think he'll do enough to he's say, hey, let me never. My flex. He, 
he's never had i think he's had 20 carries like once in his i don't career. want 20 i just want 60 percent. i want mostly passing game work but i want him out there as the primary back with the with the um connor spelling him you know listen there's a little bit of speculation the cardinals running game just doesn't score a lot of fantasy but i, I agree with you there i mean like it's not like the cardinals running game does well kyler murray takes the tutties you know so they're they're not going to be doing that that much this year. I, I I'm interested to see who is going to score the touchdowns. If it, they go back to Kyler Mar- Murray running them, that would be interesting. If he ends up with like eight or nine rushing touchdowns, but they're gonna they're gonna use James Conner. I think that's why they brought him in. He is he's had trouble staying healthy, but he is a competent goal line back, a short yardage back. There is a world and there is a range of outcomes that's likely, I think, where James Conner has seven, eight touchdowns this year, maybe like 750 yards. And in the 11th round, you're going to be happy. He's going to be playable every week. So if you if if you do believe that a Chase Edmonds does have some weekly upside, I had this argument with somebody else. Another league, they said that Chase Edmonds is a great four five uh, four five turn pick, and I just don't see it. And I have Chase Edmonds on a couple of my teams because I like him. I got him, you know, in the dynasty leagues a few years ago, or in the beginning of draft season, he was going in like the sixth, seventh, eighth round. Yeah. Uh, but I, well, as soon as he's solidly in the fifth, sixth, I, I was out. How uh, about you, you know my? And I want to move on to the next round, but you know, I also kind of I like the upside of Trey Sermon. Um, I oh, think yeah. that he can, totally. he has the potential with Raheem Mostert. It's funny. He's getting uh, taken a couple picks after Mostert. Mostert has definitely. Well, Mostert's been, a starter. He's the he, starter. Yeah. But he's a little undersized and he gets hurt a lot. And and so um, I really think that if Mostert goes down, it's weird that they're so, I wish you can get a better deal on Sermon. I don't like him here, but I like Sermon in terms of the potential late season to pull like a Cam Akers and sort of stud up. Um, in, in the second half of the season with all the other running backs banged up for San Francisco. They're always banged up in San Francisco. Yep. All right. We're going to we're gonna stop here. We're going to pause th- through six rounds. And what we're going to do is we're going to come back on Thursday or Friday. I forget which. I think it's going to be Friday. And our friends are uh, going to, if you guys want to come and join us again, we'll put out exactly when we're going to be here. We're going to do part two. We're going to bring you through round six. Hopefully your draft isn't before then. If it is, it's still fine. We're it's trying to hammer these out. It is draft season right now. So we're doing our best to get as much of this content out to you guys. I hope this format was really cool. I thought it was, says. Oh, like, I, I know it is. I, I, I know this really is what helpful. people have been asking for. When we're in the Discord, people are saying, who do I pick in this round? And that made this podcast possible. That's what the, the genesis of this is. It's, hey, we're going to tell you who to pick in each round. All right, man, let's wrap it up. Let's keep this thing under 50 minutes. There and- we go. So, guys, I hope you um, I hope you enjoyed the breakdown. Um, of course, our rankings, everything. It's it's DFS season in two weeks, so it's time to get signed up for DFS Army as a VIP. If you haven't done it already, I don't know what the hell you're waiting for. Um, we've got 14 premium daily fantasy sports tools, ownership projections, player projections, cheat sheets, notes, the Domination Station Optimizer, which has won multiple million-dollar takedowns for people. We have won countless showdowns. Our showdown tool is incredible. You want to get signed up as DFS Army. And we have something really cool this season says. We have an NFL season pass. If you're not into other sports, you're a fantasy football fanatic like I am, like says is. Cool. Cool. Do the NFL season pass. $199 gets you 12 months. That's like 12 bucks a month. What, what is... Hey, Geek, what is this guy, Sam, asking? He's asking the name of the board for the DFS picks. What does that mean? Uh, I'm assuming... I'm assuming that you mean DFS Army, and bro, get in there, baby. Yeah, just go uh, to DFS Army. And right now, you can sign up for Thrive, use code DFS Army, and get a free month of DFS Army. Try it out. That's right. We literally give a, a, a month of VIP is 
that covers every single sport that we cover. I mean, we cover every sport, dude. College football is going bananas, and we are known as the best college football coverage in the industry. We have a ton of people who just sign up for college football because it's levels above everywhere else. It's really hard to cover. Um, we have the best NASCAR. We have the best PGA. So, like, aside from the main sports, that's what VIP is so cool. It covers every sport. Esports, you want to play League of Legends? DFS, we crush that. All right. We take it very seriously. So if you do VIP, it's $70 a month, or you could just do any of the free offers, including the Thrive free offer. You sign up at Thrive. You let us know. There's a instructions on how to do it on the DFSArmy.com website. You got to let us know that you did it. You got to email support at DFSArmy. Say, hey, I signed up for Thrive using your code, and we send you a free month of DFS Army VIP and, $70 value. And if you're so, really cheap and very minimum and you got value from this podcast, just go to our YouTube page, get some of the content for free by subscribing to the YouTube page. Just click the little red button. I know everybody, every podcast tell you to subscribe, but that's how you get some of it for free. If you don't want to pay for the premium stuff. Yeah, not All right, let's mention, wrap it up though. Let's not wrap mention, it up in the YouTube channel. My first look DraftKings week one lineup uh, video is there. So you can get a look at yes. DFS, my DraftKings. um, takes for week one a little early look very early uh listen things change between now and and kickoff but a little early look at some potential lineup construction approaches for DraftKings week one so for season long says for myself for dfs army for thrive fantasy guys we'll see you next time good luck everyone